Good day, good times, hola. <laughs> hola. We are international, that's the thing. So we're going to be all right with the... Uh, all with the multinational um, uh, intro. Yeah, exactly. How you doing, mate? Very good, actually. Yeah, um, good. this is not... I, you might notice I'm not in my usual gaff. Yeah. Um, because I'm... Uh, yeah, teach, this is the teaching studio... There it is. This is where I spend uh, uh, lots of time. Here we have the uh, the lovely piano. Here we have the PA system, which is, you know, old as hell. They always I've are, aren't some, they? I've seen some voices. Yeah, it's like it's like. Can we get a new one? It's like ah, it's all right. Still works. It still makes sound, and it's like yeah, it, it makes sound pretty much under eighty hertz. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm, un I'm actually underwater. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. People get yeah. out of this studio and they're like, I never seem to sing the same out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it seems because, yeah, brighter. Yeah, I've removed every bit of life from your voice through, through that <laughs> and this together. Um, so. Welcome to a great vocal experience. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to facilitate progress. Yeah. Much like today's lesson. Yeah. <laughs> today's podcast. And it's, but it's quite a big room, you see, nice mm. and comfortable. Not spit and sawdust like a lot of the rehearsal rooms are. So where's this? In, are you in Brighton now, yeah? No, I'm in West Hampstead. Okay. I'm in the posh part of town there. Look. Oh, lovely, yeah. I'll show you my studio if you want. It's up to you. Ge and the um, gecko. The gecko. Three. Uh, so oh, my studio. Honestly. Don't know if you wanna. Oh, do I? It's up to you. I've already been on holiday. Thanks. Don't need to. I've had my fix, so... Call, call, call it a holiday, call it life. <laughs> is it cold, though? It's boiling hot. Like, I'm going to be sweating by the end of this, yeah. No, in, in the pool, is it like, oh, I, oh can't, sorry. I can't dip my undercarriage? Or is it warm? Fine to go to the waistline. Shall we start? <laughs> yeah. I think the undercarriage was the cue. <laughs> You should have acted quicker, man. That was that was too slow. Right. So here we go. Um, what are we doing today? We're talking about we're talking about the transition between exercises that singers know and love and song, and the amount of people and, and one person in particular um, should have got it up. Doesn't matter. Um, that the, the emailed recently saying I have a real hard time. Um, Feeling good in exercise, and I go to song, and it, and it just doesn't seem to be the same. And so we've got some thoughts and exercises based around if anybody else is in, in that camp, how we how you can help yourself. Uh, before that, do we want to talk about anything else aside from undercarriages and uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. awful EQ? I'll try and keep the undercarriage out of this bit. Be hard though, because it's so relevant right now. Um, it's uh, this is this is kind of an announcement, and actually kind of a. Uh, um, an opportunity to bring our listeners into our world for a second and um, ask uh, for um, support. Now, uh, we're talking basically now about how do we fund this podcast? Now, for those who aren't interested in listening to us talk about this or and why we've never run ads on this podcast and why we've decided to rely purely on uh, listener support going forward, then you can look, you can skip three minutes or whatever it might be 
No, we are. Like it's it's probably ten minutes. No, it's not. It's three minutes. Um, unless you're watching on Facebook Live, of course, you have to endure it. Uh, but you might actually be interested to know that after six years of uh, doing this, we're we're proud to say that we have never sold out to post to to an ad. Yeah, we we haven't actually used any ads in our in our entire time, and which may seem weird for something like this, a podcast, you know, digital media. Um, you know, there, are, there are only so many ways in which you can make money from doing something like this. But we, we have used one ad, to be, to be clear, and, and that will vocalize you, but that's, we've got, we've got um, personal reasons. Uh, but no, we, whatever, there's one. But nevertheless, we have just felt like it just, it hasn't felt right to do it. It hasn't felt right to push anything on people. It feels manipulative. We, I've sensed that, us just being us. The day we left school together, we just continued to be those same louts. Um, anything that would have brought barriers to that through the microphone, I think would have, it, people would have felt it and sensed it. And, and I think that's what we're most proud of is, is that we, we have been offered by companies to do adverts over the years, but it just didn't feel right because it didn't feel genuine. And, and we've had a singing career that's been based around the same principles. And I think that that was so successful for the same reasons. And so what, nevertheless, we haven't used ads. We feel like re- remaining genuine and authentic. Yeah. Um, I mean, we wouldn't also want to push anything specifically that way on anybody. Um, even if we do think, which some of them have been, like have been really great companies offering decent stuff, yep. uh, we still don't feel right about it. We, we'd much rather give people what they came for, which is informed informal guidance on how to make the most of your voice basically it's it's that simple um that said though you could say why would you donate to something when you can get it for free um yeah let's face it we we're likely to be doing this for the next 50 years if we're still alive um morbid uh we would like to be doing this in our cardigans with our pipes just chatting about Inertance, probably around a camera yeah, and, and arthritis. We're likely to still be doing it in, in a, you know, in some sort of way. And so, yeah, it, make, it makes sense, you know, especially in this day and age where you know everything is just laid on on the line. And in fact, we we still even now have, have got plans without funding to produce something uh, that will help people that can't afford private voice lessons in a more impactful way. So, yeah, that is a great question. Why why, why would you want to pay for it if you can get it for free? Uh, funding would pay for something, uh, or someone rather, to edit, post, curate information, which frees us up to do the things that brings the most value, and to, that, that and that helps singers, right? All the content and research and all that stuff. If this podcast has brought brought you value over the years, and you're in a position to offer a small amount per month in return, do we are now you giving too. you that opportunity. Yeah, and um, hopefully you can trust us in, in the fact that we will deliver something special. If you do not have the money, if you do not have the money for a for a, if you if you're not a person that buys Starbucks every day, um, and you and, and you don't have the money to pay f- or or donate, then we don't we definitely do not want your money, and and you can still receive anything that we do for free. Um, that we we don't want to make your life hard, you know. So. If you do, though, please, um, if you do feel like you, you do have a, the cost of a Starbucks available or, or, or more, um, then please head to thenakedvocalist.com forward slash donate and offer what you fancy. Mm. And thanks in advance. And I just want to put a caveat in there. Please. Um, if we do get offered a couple mil 
for an advert. Never gonna happen. You know. We might stop the donation. <laughs> we won't give you your money back, uh, and we'll just uh, pretend that this never happened. <laughs> Good, fair, fair one, isn't it? Couple yeah. mil. We can probably pay Google to take it down. Yeah. <laughs> if it's still somewhere out there on there. But like, yeah, in all seriousness, though, yeah, please, please consider that if you've had something out the podcast, and, and thanks in advance if. Um, if that's something that you do and but keep enjoying it if it's something that you can't do uh, really appreciate it awesome so now we're into the what we're here for informal informed guidance like it to get the most out of your voice biff how do we make a transition from exercise to song or do we have to yeah so it? so you see, we see this quite a lot i guess in the studio um uh, either we see it or it gets described to us you know um, hmm. I seem to be doing great with these and not so great when I get to the song. Um, or sometimes we might see it as a, almost sometimes a form of, I, I think procrastination is the wrong word. Um, uh, misdirection, isn't it? A way of going, I know I need to sing songs now. I know I need to do the song, but let's just do a few more scales. Just a few more scales. Because they feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to defer the inevitable of singing. You know, For which, so many reasons. Let's put it that way. So if yeah. that's the case, you know, because I just want to, maybe the singing itself, maybe it's not a technical thing. Maybe it's, oh, I really feel exposed uh, delivering lyrics or emotionally, I, I just can't share that. That's a, that would be a whole nother podcast, I think. But today... Yeah. We're talking more about how people get stuck on scales who, uh, and can't take that technical experience on mm. into the songs and the songs just don't seem to generate the same results. So, and that, that's really common and actually has a few um, simple but um, mindful ways of, 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 of um, helping you move forward on that. So that's basically the subject for today. Yeah, and, and, and you're, you're kicking off with digging into the effectiveness of the scales themselves, depending on what you're doing. Yeah? Exactly, yeah, yeah. So we're starting in the scales themselves, because later on you're going to talk about how that goes towards um, songs and that parallel, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if we were looking at the exercises, what you tend to find is um, maybe the description of the exercises is basically I do uh, a lip trill, um, I do eval, something like that. Then uval, maybe up and down the range. Uh, maybe there might be an r. You know, if we're lucky, sometimes we might see a um, a consonant like and a, and a vowel like mum mum or nana or something. And so that's that's quite a common scenario for someone who's explaining how they find it difficult. And what you what you might notice about those exercises is they're very simple. Um, nothing wrong with simplicity, actually, when it comes to people um, who are um, in certain vocal situations. But when you're trying to acquire a skill and transfer it onto a song, what we need to do is look at simplicity and go, OK, they, they may have their uses early on in a warm up. But do they really um, get our voice and our mind and body ready for the sometimes vigorous activity of singing or the flexibility required, the rhythmic stuff that's required for singing. I don't think those common exercises really get us ready for that. Now, the vowels are amazing because if, if we're working on resonance, um, clarity, 
they can um, open up uh, registers and, and give us ease and tone. So vowels are amazing, but without the introduction of like articulation, and with articulation can come hand in hand like rhythm, um, then we don't necessarily train the speed and the flexibility of um, all of the vocal kind of apparatus, if you like, which when we get into songs, we're quite often um, requiring to articulate many different vowels, many different consonants on many different pitches and rhythms all at the same time, none of which was considered in the, in the um, exercises. So that's when we get into diphthongs and um, uh, tongue twisters and all kinds of uh, consonants and speeds and rhythms that can help us get that. Then what we throw into the mix is, maybe you've got that, but when you look at the, um, the regime I mentioned earlier, quite often the scales are just up and down. Sometimes they're just maybe sirens not following a pattern. Again, they have their uses, but what, what might be nice if there was some randomness thrown into the um, equation and we're coming from the top down, we're going octave jump up and down. Sometimes it's like, ah, and just flicking around and actually creating some, um, again, some more challenge, a little bit more difficulty and variety to get the voice used to um, uh, the, something that's closer to the real act which is lyrics and melodies. Um, and what you find ten tends to be, I think, when someone might feel stuck <clears throat> in the songs, what might mirror the exercises, which is like, you know, open vowels for sustained periods of times, is that we might get stuck singing ballads. And how many people uh, have I heard who are like, oh, I just can't seem to sing the faster songs, the happy songs. I only get stuck on ballads. And that could be one of the reasons why because of how that training regime doesn't mirror rhythm and staccato and energy. Rather, it's mostly about open vowels and legato. Mm. So, um, but again, there are so many, I, 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 love, I love what you say there, because there's so many, so many different people and so many people having different experiences of their contrast between exercise and song. So on the one hand there, you're saying, you know, some people have an issue singing ballads because they are exercising very much in a staccato way. Yeah, or, uh, or, a, or a loud way or sometimes, or, yeah. And on the flip side, you could have someone who scales a lot with sustains and, and is, is a monster with their exercises that live in that, that flow of energy, flow of uh, um, sound. And then have a really easy time singing legato in ballads because that's what they've been doing in exercise. And then have a hard time jumping between the consonants and the and the vowel changes. It jams them up because they're not used to it. So uh, it's it's a complex. So, so what would you suggest there in terms of uh, you know a direction for someone on that? Well, there's some. Um, well, I guess there's a library of scale patterns that are out there in the world, right? Yeah. So yeah. one of the real simple ones that's been used for a long time by teachers is like, is a mixed octave. Right, which um, uh, again, like when that gets introduced, it's really simple and there's, you can get it more complicated. Um, when that gets introduced after doing stuff that's more sequential, just up and down, that one, you can you see how much it throws the stinger initially because those intervals could be in um, three different feelings yeah 
uh, and the responsiveness of the instrument, how quickly it adjusts and how free it is to adjust, becomes even more apparent when you start mixing up the registers and the octaves like that. So that's one of the beginning ones whereby um, uh, you can start to do that. One, one uh, we've approached before, which is um, digga digga dee. We did it before mm. in another podcast. Digga 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 dee. And uh, that's one consonant like, um, or consonant vowel combination that gets the tongue moving quickly. And that can mirror, like, if you've ever listened to Craig David sing, I mean, he's so fast. If you're looking to sing that kind of sing rap sort of stuff, yeah. Um, this stuff is amazingly uh, well done. And then sometimes you can be like, digga digga dee, digga dee, digga dee. And you can just keep it so rhythmic that you just start moving up keys. Digga digga dee, digga dee, digga dee. And you just start getting that tongue to be very flexible and the energy remains through the articulation. And they're, they're going to be like simple tasks that actually get as much more into the energy and the rhythm of singing um, rather than... Um, yeah, rather than just sitting back and feeling secure, you know? Love it, yeah. Yeah, fill me in, you said jam me up like a right good and <laughs> It's just tripping over it so much, yeah. you know? But, um, but yeah, that's great. So, so if we then look at another group of singers that may be having trouble with this transition of exercising song, we may be, look, we may be talking about some people that are absolute legends in exercise. Um, and, what, and they're actually achieving sound, the sound that they want to achieve in song. They, um, uh, uh, let's call it a, a robust, brassy sound in our top notes. Um, and and they've, they're even doing it on um, irregular scale patterns and all that stuff we just spoke about on sustained. And then they go to the song and then it falls apart. For these people, it's about asking the question then, what is different about what I do in song to what I do in scale. And this can be driven, the outcome can be driven by a number of things, but we're looking at psychology and we're looking at physiology. Psychologically, we're looking at, what am, ask the question, what am I thinking about when I go to sing the songs that I sing? And oftentimes we see people, when they go to sing a song, they, they are thinking, again, thoughts change action, thoughts will drive our behavior. They're thinking about Craig David or they're thinking about whoever the original singer was, if the singing covers, or even an artist that inspired them in the past. Um, and that they were not, it, I, I beg you to send me anyone who's like, yeah, I, I want to do this octave and a half scale just like Ariana Grande. <laughs> like the way she does it, right? We don't think that way. The, another, another thing that singers can think is, uh, just have this, this constant conversation about in your own mind of my style or the way that I should sound when I sing songs and this is more common I think you know I remember when I first started singing I wanted to be the the, the, the big guy from boys to men the bass didn't do it in scales girls worked out songs didn't and then lastly a third piece here is is you know a lot of confusion comes with 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 people that have sung for a long time who, would, who we and they would class themselves as an advanced or an experienced singer who also have trained for a long time but not quite as long as they've sung songs. Often what we see is people come into focus training as a singer 
later on down the line. They've been singing since they were five, singing songs, but then they start working on their technique around 15, 16, 17, 25, whatever. Exercise are really good because I've had the guidance and I focused on making them good. Singing, I've just done me. And so then you get this confusion of this dissonance between, I can nail this stuff, but, uh, and I've got these, uh, all of these pre, uh, these habits that I've built up over the lifetime. And what we're looking at is a very similar activity being approached in two very distinct ways. And so then we have to, we have to tackle the reality of how do I produce the same experience that I get in scale in the songs that I'm singing. And, um, and so there are, there, are a number of, there are a number of things that we can do to do that. And one that I like is literally taking the thing that works in, your, in, in scales best. And, and if you're singing a ballad, let's say, and, and you're susta sus sustaining on a note uh, in, in scale, um, oh, and that works for you, then use that same sound and sustain when singing your melodies. Oh, pick the song. God, the I don't song. know. You are the sunshine of my life, so. Oh, nice. So that's. On O, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I really need the lyrics. And I think it's a different key and uh, different yeah, notes yeah, yeah. in the melody. But, but, um, but that's but the no, parallel, but, isn't it? It's like, that's yeah. the parallel that the scale and the song suddenly have a middle ground. Mm. And that's how you make the transition between, wow, when I sing, you, I go into, I want to sound like, you know, Steve, you are the sunshine of my life, yeah, you know, a Stevie Wonder approach, it's never going to go well. Um, but then if I add in what I do in scale, oh, it turns into, you are the sunshine of my life, it, it turns into something different. And then it's about you making those, those, um, those noticing and being aware of what is different in your approach there. Mm, yeah, yeah. And decoding that is interesting because what people notice about that when, when, when I've done that with somebody um, and they've done a similar vowel, it's like, yeah, so now, now explain how that feels in yourself. Yep. And it might be that, you know, in terms of the different senses that we have to rely on, we have the sense of space. Um, we have the sense of effort in, in, in our whole body and different parts. We can say effortful here, not effortful here, effortful here. So we've got effort, we've got sound, we've got um, vibration and resonation. We can sense all that stuff. So when we, when we go like, how does O feel? Hmm. How does it feel in these different domains? How does it feel in terms of that reson Where does it resonate? Does it feel placed differently? Um, all these things. Does it feel spacious here or here or here, you know? So Opening the awareness in all of those places. That's exactly right. It's, it's a, and, 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 and we, we talk about awareness a lot and I know, I know that people, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's quite a vague topic, but, but it really is. What, what, what's the alternative? I, I, sing the, I go in and sing the song again and, it, uh, you know, nothing changes again. But, you know, every time you think about the difference between that and this, Oh, this time it felt different. That time I felt it here. This time I felt it there. This time it sounded slightly brighter. It changes the way that you do it forever. And yeah. that, 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 that is the truth. Yeah, no, 100%. It's like, it's like a change of self-image. Yes. When you hear yourself differently, it will ch and enough times, it changes one's self-image. Yes. Um, which is, and, and for a good thing, it's the same if you see yourself differently on video, 
you're like, God, I always do this. And it's only from seeing yourself that suddenly you start standing up. And that's just like, that feedback is massively important if you're going to make a change. Now, um, and you know what, you talk a lot about mindfulness as well. Mm. And it, it, much like in the brain, you can't just switch off um, the, ke- the chemical receptor that makes you anxious. You know, it can be switched off by other things like drugs or, you know, medication or whatever. It can be switched off, but we don't have a switch for it. Much like the larynx, it's a survival mechanism. So we, we aren't given conscious control of it by nature because we'd be dead, right? We can't be trusted with this thing. So, so obviously, we've got a perceptual control, not a motor control. It's controlled by image and sense, not direct motor control and I think that's um that's why drawing the parallel between the song and the scale and doing what you did is really important now if anybody wants to look up what that's actually called it's in the world of perceptual motor learning and if you were to google that you find loads of stuff and that is the practice of going this skill that I need to do it is muscular really but the way I control it is through image it makes it a bit like mindfulness can reduce uh, anxiety and can play with the chemical balances in the brain. Singing is a mindful activity because you have to control things through helpful mental images and uh, states of zen or flow, whatever you want to call it. So Mm -hmm. the mindfulness link to singing is actually enormous when you look at it like that. Um, There's an article, if anybody's interested, called um, Motor Learning Principles and Voice Pedagogy colon theory and practice now it does speak in technical language and it's by a lady called Christine Bergen right it's quite a long article but there's so many bits in it and the the particular um, uh, thing that you've described if anybody wants to look it up is called generalizing a skill generalization of a skill and generalizing it is learning a skill in a controlled environment the scale Taking a slightly different environment, the song, and being able to transfer what you've learned here to this similar task. But if the tasks are too dissimilar in ways, then the skill is much harder to generalize. It's much harder to transfer from one to the other. Um, and so where, where you spoke about um, a vowel being the bridge between the scale and the song, you vow the song. Sometimes we have to look at the other parameters whereby actually um, we uh, create a scale pattern that is at the same range as the song so that we get a similar sense of how it should be in terms of placement. Or, or we, go, we have to get as loud as the song gets or as quiet as the song gets um, as com- and in different intervals Um, as the song gets and that's one way where we create more similarity between uh, exercise and task and then we get Mm. to we get to generalize it yeah i love it so you're going again you're taking it on to the next level back and forth you're taking it back to the scale because again the benefit of scales is simplicity asking yourself to sing a song is a very complicated thing to do and this is why it's so hard Um, so then you're going back to the scale and you're tearing away the complexity and, uh, and, and revealing just the, the, the 
pillars of what is required and then you can start to stack on as you say so you've gone from okay now i'm back to my home sound and feeling again now i add on the pitch area where i'm singing in this song now i add on how long i'm holding on to the notes and then i go back into the tune and then and then see see if it's, it's made a difference which uh, most of the time it absolutely does yeah so, yeah yeah and it, but people might notice but sneakily that's how we construct the lesson you know with the song in mind um, and, and start to create exercises. So if you're a teacher, for example, um, being able to change or be adaptable on the fly to go, okay, I've never played this, but sometimes I might create, a me- I might create an exercise out of the melody specifically mm-hmm. uh, and then move it up and down the pitch range because actually generalizing is still a skill. If you've learned to sing in, in one way in the low part of your voice, it's still generalizing a skill to sing it in the higher part of the voice. That's like, a, that's like obviously a, a much more, um, that's keeping it within scales, but it's still taking one principle to another thing in a similar way. Absolutely. Um, so that, that's how it kind of works. But I guess the, la- the last thing we should discuss is um, those things where um, uh, singers are just scared of getting to the song or just don't sing enough songs, spend all week exercising and hour exercises and be, I haven't sang songs for three months. I've been just doing my exercises. And it, it yeah. sounds so honest. It's like going to the gym before you play rugby. Um, I think that's a little bit more reasonable to have the strength right. before you go and go to the impact. When we people look at motor learning skills, I think, it's in, I think it's interesting to go, okay, yeah, a lot of preparation before you play the game is probably a good idea. Mm. Um, in singing, perceptually, it's like, oh my God, your perception right from the get-go is built by singing songs and scales do not get your fully rounded perceptual view of this task this mindful view um, if you don't sing them from day one if you can't sing in tune at all yeah maybe there's a cause for spending a week or two on exercises but if, if you can sing generally in tune in a scale across an octave sing songs ASAP even if it's difficult that's what we've got to get in, to more tandem with. Yep. Well, there you go. There you have it. I think that's that's, um, that's covered quite a few areas there. But what else? What else are we doing? Well, do you know what? Today's a momentous day, actually. Um, today was the first time in about a month that my daughter has uh, not woken up in the night. So last night was my first eight hours of sleep in the last month. No right. way. And you know, I've got a sleep app, yeah, on this phone yeah. here. Got a sleep app. And it's got these things. Yeah. Uh, it's got the, where, you know, your cycles, awake, asleep, awake, asleep. Yes. Right. And when you turn over, it's like cycle, whatever, right? Every 45 mm. minutes. Um, but I've got these like completely awake periods, right? And when I skip back, it's depressing. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. it'll be like, awake at one, one hour. Awake at... 2.30, one hour. Awake at five, one hour. And then before the alarm even goes off, I'm awake. Like that. Uh, so I am very pleased to say I had a good night's sleep. So I'm, I'm so Did the happy. app reflect that? I'm so happy today was podcast day. Right, this is the thing, isn't it? Because I, I mean, I think that way all I'm just like... Well, what have I got to do tomorrow and how bad do I feel today? <laughs> you know, and, 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 what's this, 
it's just, you know, it's very funny, but like, you have to be up for it, don't you? You have to be up for this stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if you noticed, but today I'm not up for it. Um, <laughs> Planning stage I, one, you know, what level of shit do I feel? Exactly, you know, versus you can only make, I did, I, I did something with Lynn online yesterday, Lynn Hilton, for the Bast. Oh, yeah, 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 I get you. Bast thing. And so I knew I had to be up for that. And so then I probably had way too many coffees before that and spiked myself up. And then <laughs> the day before that, was, there, was something, there was something else. And so now I'm just like, is this week over? This week is over by Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is sad. So I apologise. Is it? Yeah, go and jump in the pool. I will, no, do you know what? I do that. I do that to get, <laughs> change my state. That's Tony Robbins. That's a Tony Robbins in me. What, go, go and out. jump in the pool and then just start slapping yourself in the face or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do this. That's Tony you Robbins, this, isn't man. it? Change, that's him. That's him, mate. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, nutshell. Yeah. Um, His voice. His voice. He's done all right, though, hasn't he? He's done He's great. Done right. I, can't, I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just so aggressive, so rough. But yeah. so, but he is inspirational. That man, to be fair, exactly. Isn't he? Yeah. So, um, and what are you doing? Yeah, what are you up to? Um, I'm <laughs> Love it. sleeping, sleeping in the sun. Uh, is that it? No, I, I've got. Yeah, no, I'm teaching. Because Thursday's a weird one for me as well. I mean, tell you everything. Shall I life story? So, seven thirty is um, voice lessons. You know, in in the morning on a Thursday, every Thursday, because that's the, when when people in Burma wake up. Apparently, um, in and Burma. So, uh, well, no. Well, obviously it's evening for them, so I, you know, I have to like schedule my teaching around, around that. Um, and then, uh, but then, and then this, this evening it's people on the west coast of America. So, so I kind of like a chunk in the afternoon, like now where I'm, where it's off. So I'm back. I'm back to that this afternoon. And then, um, but yeah, luckily, like our shows and everything here have, have closed down last weekend, and so. Uh, this weekend is the first weekend actually off in in, in a while. So we're gonna probably do some stuff. You're going to do, do some surfing? Do some stuff. Oh, sorry, I lost you there. Some stuff. Sorry, yeah. Some stuff, yeah. Where are you going to surf in Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a twat. I was like, yeah. I didn't think about that. You're in a desert. Yeah. The, the antithesis yeah. of what surfing could be. <laughs> what an idiot. So cracking. Well, I hope everyone else have a wonderful weekend. Remember, uh, the naked for more for more stuff like this, the, uh, the nakedvocalist.com forward slash donate. <laughs> this is what you're donating for. <laughs> lap it up, lap it up. We got 20 more minutes of this. Oh, baby. Please. Oh, I travel boy. Keep, keep on funding and we'll keep on we'll talking. Keep on talk <laughs> anyway, we better let everyone go. But again, um, Yes. If you skipped past the uh, the donations bit, just go back. We'll go back on that one now, yeah? Go, ba go back and yeah. stop being so tight. No, I'm just joking. That's just a joke, that one. Just that. That's the joke. That's the joke. There, Didn't right. get it. Right. Right, there, so. right. See you, mate. See you, mate. Have a good one.